Hey everyone, welcome back to Dev Dive, episode eight. It's been uh, it's been a while. Thanks for holding on to your uh, podcast listening devices while you're waiting with bated breath for the next episode. Um, I actually think it's been ooh about six months now. I haven't actually looked, but I, I think it was probably the end of summer or something when we stopped summer 2019. So it's yeah. definitely been. A little bit of time. Uh, we're going to catch you guys up on what's been happening in our lives um, during that period of intermission and why Dev died had to die and now why it's back. Um, but before we start, I want to wish a <laughs> I want to wish a very happy birthday to Larry and his wife Vivi. They both had birthdays in the past month. Yeah, um, yeah. twenty five years old. Amazing. So twenty five. Twenty five. <laughs> 25 years old. Both wow. of you 25. <laughs> yeah, we're old. we'll be perpetually 25 from here on out. And you guys got a dog, too. An adorable dog. We did. We did. Have, we got a little mooch. have not you gotten want me to, to see if I can yet. grab her really quick? Yeah, if you, you don't mind. It? All right. Let's see. Let's see here. Moochie. Come I'll on, keep baby. The, I'll keep the story up. Come here. Um, due okay. to quarantine, I have not met Mochi yet. But Yeah. Come here, Mochi. Come on, baby. Yeah, you want to be you want to be stream famous? Want to be stream famous? Our yeah, audio listeners are, are loving this. Oh, yes. oh my her. goodness! Look at her! So cute! Look at her, that little mooch. That's what we call a little moochster. <laughs> For those yeah. listening at home, Larry yeah. has just hoisted a very lovely dog to the stream. <laughs> All right, you can go back to laying down. <laughs> Sorry for disturbing you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. Let's talk about what's been happening in our lives over the last uh, six months or so. Uh, if you want, I can start, right. and then we can go to you. I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't care. <laughs> what what has changed in your night life significantly, Ben? So I, I, if you watched the video I posted to Twitter a couple of days ago, um, I sort of explained briefly about what has been going on, but I'll reiterate for those who haven't seen that. Um, I got a job. I used to live in North Carolina. I have a job uh, now in Los Angeles, sunny, sunny El Segundo. Um, I moved out here about the end of December. Um, it was a week and a half to drive out here. Um, got moved in, found a place uh, in right before the end of December. So January, I started my job. I've been there for about three, four months now. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's a little difficult right now because everyone's working from home and quarantine is fun. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say about that over the course of this podcast, <laughs> but uh, yeah, got a job, moved to California. It's always been sort of a goal of mine and I, I still wake up some mornings and don't really believe that I've, I've done it, but I did it. And uh, I'm hoping it's the start of a very uh, successful and happy time here on this lovely city. <laughs> So how about you, Larry? What have you been doing for the past six months? Uh, nothing. nothing. I've just been sitting here waiting for Dev Dive to start again. Yeah, I, um, think, I think everyone has been, honestly. <laughs> uh, see so here, what happened over? So we had Christmas break. Um, still on the narrative team over at Riot. Uh, we got, I mean, got a dog. Uh, big things for me, I guess. Uh, Career-wise, I'm making the switch over to the editorial team. Uh, right now, I'm their research manager, their producer, uh, and I've been supporting the team that way. But um, over the past year and a couple months, I've been uh, reevaluating what I want to do in the long run, where my skills lie, where my passions lie. 
so I've, I've started the process of uh, applying to the editorial uh, discipline. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see where that shakes out. I'm still the producer for that team. Like I'm still there helping them um, in that capacity, but I'm just taking the steps to do that. So I think that's the biggest difference so far. In, in other words, you have had a meteoric rise at Riot. So you've, you've just been shooting sure. straight to the top. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. That sounds a lot better than what I said. So, <laughs> Long story short, you're looking at the next CEO of Riot Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Transitioning the topic to, I think, the forefront of everyone's mind, um, quarantine and working from home. Uh, how has that been affecting you? Because I've got I've got some stories about it. You got some thoughts. You got, got some, some thoughts, thoughts about that, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it is uh, an interesting time um, because it just shows that people are capable of being able to work from home. Like businesses, uh, specific I should say specifically within the tech industry um, or the entertainment industry, like. You know, I have a couple friends who are VFX artists. I have friends who are game developers, um, and it it shows the flexibility of and and also the state of our technology to be able to do the work that we would normally do in in our homes than going to an office. Now, um, that being said, I still prefer going to an office. Like my work specifically is much easier um, whenever I can see people. <laughs> like face to face, I'm able to pick up on visual cues. I'm able to see how people are doing um, uh, just from body language, stuff like that. And it helps me. And then also I, I'm easily distracted at home. I'm like, yeah. I, I have all of my little goodies and toys and, you know, projects here at home. So whenever I'm at work, I can focus on work. And when I'm home, I can focus on home. So my thoughts on it is I personally don't like it uh, because of just me, like in my personality, but when it comes to the actual act of working from home, I, you know, I think a uh, fully decentralized team can be just as successful as a, a centralized team. Uh, it just, you know, I think we've talked about it too. It just depends on your mindset um, and certain concessions and different effort levels in different places. So, yeah. What do yeah. you think, Ben? I've heard going going to what you said about how you think that this is sort of like a, a proof of concept for um, showing that it is possible to work from home in the tech field. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of discussion about this. We don't know where we'll go because obviously everything might change once quarantine's over. But a lot of a lot of people are saying that this could be the catalyst that spurs remote work being more than acceptable, being preferred for a lot of tech companies. Um, mm -hmm just because it's proven that a lot of these roles that people are in can be done from home without any loss of quality. Like for your role, you said you, you definitely don't prefer it because you lose that a lot of that face-to-face -face contact, but there is other sure. roles where um, people definitely don't need that or they don't prefer that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how people can leverage this in the future when we aren't forced to be working from home. Um, yeah. Whether we see more, remote and work from home capabilities for all the big companies out there. I think my company is going to be allowing a little bit more after this, um, at least for the first two months. We'll see. But yeah. So shifting over to my thoughts on it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan, but I also 
kind of miss going to the office. Um, I saved a lot of money eating at the office. We get free meals and and there's food all over the office. Snacks and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm paying a lot more money for groceries. And and when I am too lazy to use groceries, I'm paying a lot more money to get delivery, which is ridiculously. You cannot pay less than $20 to get anything like delivered in LA. Um, and that's just like for like a few things <laughs> you're looking at like yeah. $30 if you want something fancy. Um, yep. Expensive. Um, uh, other than that, <laughs> my job, um, for those of you who don't know, I never really explained, I guess what my job was. Um, I'm a safety support specialist for go guardian, which is an educational technology company. Um, basically the short and sweet version is that, um, our role is to, monitor sort of um, suicide and self-harm alerts that come in from GoGuardian. And what GoGuardian does is they deploy uh, monitoring software and filters to um, children's uh, computers like Chromebooks and and Windows machines that are supplied by schools. Um, And we use the monitoring software to sort of um, detect when people may be under distress or may be at risk of suicide or self-harm. And then we can reach out to those schools and help the kids get the help they need and we've only been up and running for a couple months now but we already have a lot of testimonies from school admins that this product has saved people's lives so we're really excited about that um my role is it's a very small role within that team but i'm excited to be there and i'm excited to see if i can take that to something bigger within the company so um getting back to working from home Monitoring alerts is something that can easily be done from my home office, as you can tell, which also doubles as my bedroom. Um, so I had I haven't really missed any beats in terms of that. Um, I just save some time because I don't have a car. Uh, I save some time going to work, and that's about it. <laughs> so <laughs> bittersweet work from home vibes. I'm personally enjoying it. I always liked being at home, but I know a lot of people in my Man. office are uh, not enjoying it. <laughs> It's, I think it's going to be interesting because one of the factors, because I was thinking about it when you were talking, I was like, yeah, you know, like the, the proof of concept is the work can be done while someone's at home. I think the difficult part is, um, is maintaining team cohesion and team health uh, from that interpersonal aspect, because that has, that's, that's been uh, indicated in a lot of studies that that's, that's super important. If you want someone to perform and to perform well, you need to make them feel um, part of the team, to feel valued, to feel appreciated. And that's really hard to do when it's not like right there face to face. You can still do it, right? Again, and it, like I said before, it's it, it just takes more effort in different areas than it would to, to if you were to be face to face. So yeah. Um, yeah, having that decentralized team um, is super important for any sort of managers or leads uh, to be hyper vigilant on making sure that that people do feel that, like they still feel connected um, when not being part of the, like right there as part of the, uh, I can't say central because I said see de- decentralized <laughs> as part of the, like, you know, that uh, face-to-face value in person. Yeah. Something that our team has done, which I'm assuming is being mirrored a lot in the tech world, is we're doing um, daily video call stand-ups uh, around the middle of our shifts where we're talking about like what we've been doing that day, um, 
any issues that we were having or any questions for the rest of the team, just so we don't like completely disconnect from everyone because it's so easy mm-hmm. to sit down on Slack and just be like message somebody five words and then that be your entire conversation with anyone else on the team for the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> so personally, I mean, I like it. I, I'm not a huge fan of it um, when it just ends up being people trying to um, make it seem like they're doing more than they actually are because they, they want to feel like they're justifying like they're yeah. working from home. So they're yeah. they're like, oh, we're quantifying this and we're ex- exemplarying that. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think that, that, you know, that's a real big, that's an issue too as well. You remember um, people want to feel appreciated for the work that they do. And mm-hmm. it, that, not saying that, that this is the case, uh, but just as a, as a point, hypothetically, it's like maybe that person is, is saying, hey, I'm doing a lot of work. Um, but I'm not getting that feedback that I normally get of saying like, hey, good job. Hey, we appreciate what the effort you're putting into it, stuff like that. Um, and I think that's a culture shift. I think that's that's definitely a culture shift that's, uh, that, that would need to happen uh, before we see like, I guess, um, a recession of, of that kind of attitude or that kind of uh, talk or work. Um, it, it's also... Uh, the idea of how many meetings do you have to really be in <laughs> to do your work effectively? Like, so my team, uh, the narrative team, the specific, the narrative services team, I'm trying to be specific because if you say the narrative team at Riot, it can be like, depend. anyway, I won't get into it, but the narrative services team, the team that I specifically help, um, they are professionals. Uh, you give them their tasks, their projects, the proper information, and, and they're able to execute, no problem. Um, and very rarely do we have uh, an issue when it comes to uh, process or delivery. Um, but that's because, again, these the, the, the writers and editors, they've done this for a while, the professionals. Um, it's more about like how we integrate with other teams that uh, causes some issues. Now, this being work from home is interesting because we don't run into the same problems because the writers and editors now have time to be able to do the work that they needed to do and to do like that uh, networking and that relationship management with those product teams, because they're not being asked to go to five different standups on teams that they don't have updates for, you know, like uh, on a, on a daily basis, you know, certain disciplines, you know, they don't give you updates every day, like an illustrate, like illustration, the illustration team used to help out a lot um, with that they would have thumbs and then it would take them maybe a week for them to get colors. And then maybe another week after that to, to get like, you know, a first pass of, of polish and rendering. So like there be that, like those are three meetings for 15 days, but they're asked to go 15 days to these half hour meetings. That's time. And if they're on multiple projects, there's multiple standups. All of that to say, I think it's going to be another uh, outcome of, of this is that reevaluation of, just how important is it for everyone to be in the same meeting all the time and that reevaluation of what does it mean to actually be in a meeting uh, and what is in um, what kind of information is important and who should be there and when uh, I think that's going to be an interesting an interesting shift as well yeah I think anyone who's listening to this and who's working from home in tech right now knows exactly how you feel <laughs> and, and really gets really gets every single vibe that you're they're showing off of that. So that's, right. um, that's definitely something that I think I felt, and I've only been in, in this field for four months now. <laughs> um, I can only imagine, 
I can only imagine what it's like for people who have been working for four or five years, up to 10 years or however long. Um, yeah. Something I wanted to pivot to, and we can talk about this more <laughs> later if you'd like. Um, what? So this is obviously the most public aspect of, of how working from home has affected Riot, um, the LCS broadcast and how they handled that. Mm. And I think um, if you had any yeah. insight on that or if you wanted to share insight on, on maybe a lesser public side from how working from home has affected um, how, like oh, Riot games or, or what Sure. Uh, in general, I won't be able to share a whole lot. Um, I can tell you the sentiment is very much like we want to make sure that um, first and foremost, people are safe. Uh, and by doing something that could contribute to someone getting sick or someone potentially uh, contracting it and then further spreading it, like that was that was something that was um, very very prevalent, right? That was something that uh, a lot of people uh, had on their minds. Uh, so that is the sentiment. They, we, first and foremost, we want people to be safe. Um, and then from there it goes, okay, well, there is still people, and this is, this is me speaking from, what do you call it? Just from like my own personal thought of what I know about the LCS or any of the teams at Riot. It's okay. Well, we have our main objective, keep people safe. Don't contribute to the problem. So how do we continue to deliver the, you know, the product, the, the experience how do we continue to deliver the thing that people are expecting of us um while still respecting that while still respecting that main sentiment um and i think that's what they've been trying to do uh everything at riot is very much like iterative let's let's try that let's be informed let's find out like hey what's the best uh approach what's the best information that we can get and let's let's do something towards that end. Uh, let's put some time and thought into it. But at the same time, once it does go out and if they get feedback where it's like, this is not actually doing what you think it's supposed to do, um, them pivoting and being able to continually improve or to um, adjust, I think is, is the other aspect of right teams that um, is admirable. So with the LCS stuff, I think that's what they're trying to do um, specifically for the weekly broadcasts. Uh, I don't have much more in terms of like specific insights into that, but if it's, if it's something people are burning to know about, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure I could, uh, I'm sure I could find someone to, to talk to, uh, Real to, quick, to I get think their we, thoughts on. I think we lost your cam, but we can keep talking. Oh. Um, if it's not recoverable. Um, so yeah, the next topic we had to talk about was how has quarantine affected your gaming habits? And I can take point on that while you uh, troubleshoot. Um, oh, no. Gaming I'm a back. lot. <laughs> Are you? I don't see I think. You. Am I? Oh, here, one second. Um, I've been gaming a lot more in terms of like casual gaming. Uh, I was never really one for. Uh, there you are. I was never really one for doing like games. I don't know. I've been playing a lot more games that don't require your full attention. Like beforehand, mm. I would play a lot of League of Legends. I play a lot of StarCraft or something like that. Something that you can't really do anything else while you're doing it. Um, and with work from home, I've really started to appreciate games that you can do as like a secondary action where you don't have to put your full focus on it. You can take a break from it for a second and come back afterwards. Um, that has really shown its value to me over the past 
few months. Um, I don't get to game as much as I was hoping. Uh, I still have to do a lot of work, but I definitely get to squeeze in a few things. I've been playing a little bit of Hearthstone Battlegrounds uh, in between... Um, <laughs> in between... Um, shit. I can't talk to you about it. No, just a little. Oh, oh okay. All right. Sorry. Here, um, I had to get some dominoes so that the computer could breathe. The computer, computer We're high tech here on Dip Dive. Yeah. Eventually, we'll have uh, Larry with his own DSLR. We're going to have a production crew with cue cards and teleprompters yeah. on the sides. And, but for right now, it's the, uh, it's the garage. Telling Larry to stop dickering around. <laughs> Um, also, yeah, can so, we take a second? I don't know what you were talking about. Can we take a second to say how swole Ben is looking? Man, I I am losing swoleness by the day, and I am terrified that we are not going to get back to the gym before I before I like wither away until a... <laughs> lose that maximum swoleness. <laughs> I I am I am probably at eighty percent swoleness right now. Um, okay. Over. All right. I went to the gym every single day after work. Um, uh-huh. for the past three months until we had to stop going in. Um, so I was like probably the biggest I've ever been. Um, and now I'm really missing it. I'm doing home exercises, but like, what can you really do at home compared to like going to the gym and lifting weights? Um, I'm, I'm, I miss it. What about you? Uh, you work out a decent amount, right? Uh, used to, I, I, I stopped, I think over the winter or something like that, but I forget when, um, but I have been meaning to get back into it. Yeah, I would mostly lift, Bruh. 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 <laughs> you can tell by Bruh. you can tell by the tank top. You obviously got some <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> weights going. Man, I am a fat slob. I need to change that though. <clears throat> hey, man! Once we once we get back into it, let's uh, yeah. let's do some gym, we, some group gym workouts somewhere. We're gonna be accountability buddies. Yeah. Do do I some sort it. of working out. Um, All right, I completely so yeah. derailed the conversation you were having before. <laughs> what were you talking about? I'm sorry. I would to summarize. I was basically just saying, um, I've been gaming a lot more on things that you don't have to spend your entire brain on, um, which is very helpful mm. when you're working from home. Because sometimes, Man. you ever you ever see like the fidget cubes or the fidget spinners where you just need to be, be doing something while you're working, just to ah. keep your you sane. It's sort of like that yeah, yeah. for me with with the games I've been playing, um, just to keep me I sane. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I've actually been watching more TV than playing games, uh, but I have been playing Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. Um, but no, I, 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 I agree. Um, I think those, those kind of games are, uh, are really helpful. Uh, I think mobile games are going to see a big rise, like, <laughs> you know, these little five, because that's what, that's kind of like the cycle for a mobile game, right? They want you to play for a short amount of time, wait, and then come back. Um, uh, but yeah, in terms of gaming, man, I've I, I've been watching more TV uh, movies yeah. uh, than than gaming uh, in and of itself. Yeah, I uh, I blasted through all six seasons of Silicon Valley in less than a week. Um, oh my god, Silicon just, Valley! Yeah, it's a good I show. I need to watch that show. I need to it's, watch it. It's pretty funny. Right. Um, I'm just drop something heavy outside. Oh yeah, that reminds me, earthquake last night. That was my um, first earthquake that I experienced in LA. There have been earthquakes while I've been here, but I've either missed them or been sleeping through them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had a, a, I think it was a 4.3 um, last night, 
which is fairly big. It's not massive or anything. I don't think it caused any major damage anywhere. Um, but it wow. it was loud, and it it uh it was at twelve o three a.m. I was actually up doing some work, so I wasn't like asleep. But it probably would have woken me up if I was asleep. <laughs> so that was exciting. <laughs> yeah. How many earthquakes have you been? You've been here for six years now. Uh, almost. Almost yeah, six. Almost years? six. How many earth? Yeah. How many big earthquakes have you been through while you've been here? Uh, that I remember, like maybe three. Um, what the one last night counting because I, I actually noticed it. But like we've had, I don't know, ten, twelve, fourteen, a hundred earthquakes. I I honestly don't remember how many, but I I don't notice them. I I thought I would be like, oh yeah, earthquakes all the time. Yeah. Now. No, I think it was like two years before I noticed my first earthquake. <laughs> I wonder, everyone's been saying like, this is the worst time um, for an earthquake to happen just because everyone's like locked down and, and supply chains are already under strain. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. Really, fingers crossed that nothing major goes on because that's like the only real yeah. natural disaster that does hit Los Angeles. We don't get hurricanes here. Uh, we don't get tornadoes here, really, I don't think. Uh, tsunami, wildfires. I guess. Yeah. W- oh, wildfires. Yeah. I guess yeah. that is. Tsunami I mean, would be. Tsunami would be interesting. Yeah. Tsunami would be devastating. I imagine. Um, but yeah. getting off the topic of uh, mass destruction, natural disasters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, gaming at home is fun. Gaming while you're working is less fun because you're still working. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Moving on to the next topic we had written down, um, you wanted to know what our thoughts are on remakes of games or movies. Um, I don't have any strong feelings one way or another towards remaking games. Um, I like when they bring games up to modern standards, um, and there's a lot of games that have come out in the past 20 years that I really wish have been brought forward because you go back to try and play them and they just don't run or they don't run well. Um the Star Wars the original Star Wars games on like Xbox um and I think they were on PS2 and Game- and GameCube as well. Uh like Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Starfighter. I wish that somebody could remaster those cuz those were games that I grew up playing a lot of like every day after school you just sit down and you play that for like 6 years. <laughs> what about you? What are you, what are your thoughts on remaking games? Man, I uh... It's um it's a it's very dependent, right? Like the the Final Fantasy VII, right? The remake we were just talking about that, I think is a really good example of an excellent remake. Like they, they took a game that was beloved, um, and they uh, one brought it up to modern standards, but then they but two they went back and was like, Okay, well what worked well? What let's keep that. And then what didn't work so well let's let's try to adjust that let's try to to fix it um and fix it might not be the right word uh, more just massage it or uh, you know bring it up to standard uh because i remember playing final fantasy 7 and going i don't know what the story is about after disc one because <laughs> there's just so much going on and the pacing of it was still a little kind of sloggy right for the story um but after i finished the game and went back and started reading about you know 
it wasn't wikipedia at the time i don't think but you know reading like forums and stuff like that yeah game (laughs) facts and like oh that was cool and like oh did you notice this about this character and stuff i was like oh this is really neat um that i realized just how much time and attention went into the world building uh and the story but it was just the pacing was was off right um and i think with the remake they they did a lot to to address that because like i don't think like in the first one you don't you don't really learn much about Sephiroth until way later. Like, you know, you know about him, but like, you don't really get the importance of it. And like the relationship with Cloud and Tifa and like these, uh, oh, and then like Avalanche as a terrorist organization, right? Like a lot of the stuff just didn't come through. And then in this one, I'm like, oh damn, like, no, this is, yeah, this is, this is much, this is much more resonant. This is much more, um, uh, much better crafted in terms of the story. So that's all a long way of saying if you do it right, <laughs> it's good. And I think when you do uh, do it right, it's when you identify the things that made it special, the things that made it good, uh, and try to preserve that, or, or at least the essence of that, and then what didn't work or what needed some adjusting to address that um, and then put it and repackage it. But uh, I... I very rarely am excited about remakes of games or movies because I'm like, why? Like, why? For uh, for instance, um, the Lion King uh, remake, the CG one. I'm like, people were like, oh, what'd you think of it? And people were like, oh, it's such a good movie. I'm like, of course it's a good movie. It's, it's the Lion King. King. <laughs> like, there's 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 not much. It's a good yes, of course, because they just told the same story. But, uh, you know, I wasn't, like, blown away by it. It, CG was impressive, but there was still something, like, that I missed from the old animated uh, emotes and, like, the emotion and stuff like that that they just didn't translate over to CG. But then you have something like, um, what's the one that I've watched recently? Uh, Like Aladdin, right? Or Sleeping Beauty. Or not Sleeping Beauty. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, There you go. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I'm like, you know, they tried. they, They kept what was good about it they, they they tried to to capture the essence of the original story and what made it popular uh and a classic uh, a disney classic uh and then they tried to address the other points um i think aladdin was more successful at doing that than beauty and the beast uh, and i'm very excited for milan wait they're making because, a live action uh, milan oh yeah yeah, yeah. no no yeah, I, I knew this i knew this yeah yeah uh, so uh, but I'm excited about that because of the same. It's the same, the same idea. Like you have the story because Mulan is an actual folktale in in China, um, and like you're 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 kind of learning from what made Mulan another classic, another successful Disney film, and then taking it forward. Uh, you're not just telling the same story again. Um, so I'm excited to see it. We'll see if it's good or not, but <laughs> I'm excited to see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think my thoughts on I think my phone is actually ringing, <laughs> but I'm not gonna worry about it. Um, my oh, thoughts so on it's not it's not vibrating. My thoughts on on remaking movies is a little different from remaking games. I think mm. if you want to remake a game, I think it should be remake, not remaster. Um, mm-hmm. I think it should be long enough after the fact that the original game has lost its sort of not lost its shine or lost it. It's lost the ability to really communicate what it's trying to communicate with modern audiences. 
So like, mm-hmm. um, and I, if I admit this, you might be massively disappointed with me. I've never actually played any Final Fantasy game, let alone Final That's Fantasy okay. Seven. That's okay. <laughs> um, I, We're never doing a dev dive again. Like that's okay. It's over. It's done. <laughs> it's the last episode. Um, from what I've seen, it looks like this has been pretty much not a genre change, but pretty much a completely new experience using the beats of the old story, which I think is mm-hmm. the perfect example of what a remake should be. Um, I don't disagree that remasters are good. I like remasters as well um, because remasters is just bringing the experience of the first game up to modern standards without changing too much of like gameplay or, or mm-hmm. uh, visuals or anything. You're just really updating it to be able to run on modern machines and you're able to not be awful because a lot of early early games were terrible and just in terms of gameplay they just that's just how they ran and that's just how they they roll so remasters are good um remakes i think need to be a little bit wider in terms of like what they're changing to be acceptable in terms of movies um i don't really know how i feel about it i don't think i've seen that many remakes in my life um other than maybe the willy wonka and the chocolate factory remake don't worry, um, they'll 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 come. They'll they'll show up. <laughs> they'll show up. I was like you once. I was like you, young and naive. <laughs> <laughs> I just I maybe it's just because I don't watch that many movies in general, but well, I don't yeah. care as much. I think that it's weirder to remake movies though, considering that movies are probably one of the only art forms that don't change that much over the past twenty. Like you have to go back pretty far. Like, to to say 100 years of cinema right yeah and like if you watch what what was one of the first disney movies to come out it was like uh seven snow white and the seven doors right that's uh feature length yeah one of one of the first yeah yeah that's still a a a watchable movie today you would say right oh yeah you could watch it yeah yeah but if you go back if you go back and play pong or tetris you're really not gonna like have a very in-depth experience. Like Tetris, people people can get into Tetris, but it's not gonna be the same as Battlefield 2085 or or Final Fantasy yeah. VII remake or whatever new games are coming out. Uh, Valorant yeah, yeah. or League of Legends or Overwatch or yeah, Valorant. Valorant. <laughs> Whoa! Did you mention Valorant? Valorant? Did you want to talk about Whoa, it? what? <laughs> what? No. What? Valorant, the the, the, the hit the new game Twitch, that's the Twitch breaking game, yeah, yeah, sweeping the Twitch scene. Um, over <laughs> one million and five hundred thousand concurrent viewers at one point, I think I saw. Yeah, that's a lot. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing a little bit, not as much as I mm-hmm. thought I would. I'm just not very good mm-hmm. at it. Um, I'm being same. <laughs> It's fun to play with with people that you know are also not as good because then you don't feel bad. Uh, but when you're yep. playing with some of my friends are really, really good, or at least to me, they're really, really good. So I'm going in and I'm playing like Sage or something and I'm just, I'm basically just, I maybe can trade once or twice and I'm just like anchoring them. Doesn't feel as good. Um, <laughs> I Man, definitely, the same, like, oh, go ahead. But I was just gonna say, I definitely don't feel like there's as much at least to me, as much agency as there is in like a game like League, where you have mm. the ability to maybe outplay your opponents just because if you're not as mechanically good at them, maybe you can do something else to to um, defeat them, like through macro or through strategy or something like that. And that's obviously coming from somebody who hasn't ever really put in much time into this genre of games. 
Um, the only real FPSs I spent a lot of time playing were something like Battlefield or or um, even further back Combat Arms. Um, so mm. not really the same style of shooter that I'm in. So I'm definitely coming in as a lay person, but um, <laughs> not as fun to me as I was hoping it would be. But I know a lot of people are massively oh, yeah. enjoying it. Man, it's one of those things. I, I feel the same way about when I started playing League. Um, the uh, being the person on the team that sucks, like hardcore, like you don't know the game and you feel like you're bringing everyone down. Like I, I, I feel the same way on on Valorant as, as I do on League when that happens. Um, and I think the big thing is uh, to to maybe point back to what you said, uh, a different aspect or a different angle on that is I'm not a Twitch like reflex shooter person. And in Valorant, that's so important. It's not a skill that I have developed. Um, but on Lee, you know, I, I played StarCraft, the third person, uh, that, uh, that uh, isometric, semi-isometric third person view, um, you know, Diablo and all these things. So like, those are all things that I have developed in my gaming repertoire, right? You know, like, uh, so I, I I think the sentiment for me is is the same, right? I I don't know much about this game. I I'm not good at the micro. I barely know what macro means uh, for Valorant. <laughs> I I have to pick up very quickly what people are talking about. Like a game was like, he's in heaven. He's in heaven. And I'm like, no, he's alive. He's I'm looking <laughs> at him right there. He's up in that loft. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. Um, right, like figuring out these maps and stuff. I think uh, I think it's gonna go the same route as League, though. Like the more I play it, the more I understand what's going on. Um, I think I'll get better, but I don't think I'll ever, in terms of the mi- the macro. But I don't think I'll ever get that twitch, that twitch reaction shot uh, down at all ever. I'm just so bad at it. <laughs> I think I think jumping off of what you said, this is maybe one of the reasons why I feel like it's it's different from league um in terms of like your capabilities where i feel like in, in league even if you're not very good in terms of like either micro or macro i feel like there's always mm-hmm. characters that you can play that you at least can have fun and not just be stomped on all the time there's always been easier champions oh, sure, yeah. in league to play um coming in as like a and i hope i hope i don't offend any any uh players out there if you play these champions but a champion like Sona or Yumi or a Mumu in the jungle or Garen in the top lane. Um, not historically very complex champions in terms of how difficult they are to play. And and you can have a very good game on those champions and be very impactful to the scene. Um, I don't think there's really an equivalent to that in Valorant. Um, and the reason I'm saying this is because there's actually a quote that one of the people in Valorant say and... I'm I'm gonna get into that a little bit lower later about the quotes because oh my goodness, um, <laughs> there's a quote he's like, "Don't worry if you cannot shoot somebody. There are other ways to be useful." Um, I don't think that's really as true as as <laughs> what what he's saying. I feel like if you can't shoot somebody in Valorant, you're pretty useless. <laughs> so I can hear that. That's I my can, feeling. I hear that. Yeah. I mean, I I no, I agree. You know league has 150 champions right like there's there's something for someone and and to your point the the point of league is not necessarily to get the most kills or to kill everyone right there 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 are other objectives and goals um and different routes that you can take to achieve victory with valorant i think there is 
it's weird. Uh, I view it as much more of a narrower, like, like you said, if you can't shoot someone and kill them, you're kind of, you, yeah. you know, like, so that, the, that, that skill, like the different skills that the characters have and stuff are a little more geared toward that tactical, um, set them up so that you can shoot them eventually uh, and kill them. Um, so it's weird. I think it's narrower in its, in, in its like, um, success. Like you have to be able to shoot and kill them to, to win. Um, but I think the mastery depth is still the same uh, for uh, Valorant as it, as it is on League, just, uh, but just in a very completely different way. Yeah. You know, like understanding, um, you know, the, the ebb and flow of the map, the, the different angles that you can cover, the ways to get there, the different abilities and how you can use them in different situations. And I, I don't know what the plans are, but um, it, I don't know if we're going to go the way of Overwatch where you're going to start having more and more champions to, to play, um, or if it's just going to be more maps instead or something like that, like CSGO. So. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how the game grows in terms of content. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I don't personally know how much further you can go in terms of adding characters to the game. It does feel like there's a lot. Like, I know they're obviously, with the amount of people who are working here, there's obviously going to be so many ideas for new champions or new abilities or new so-and-so they're never going to run out of anything to like do. They've been making (laughs) champions for league and every single one is new and unique. Um, I don't know if they'll want to take that route. I feel like they've, they've really solidified a lot of um, core abilities into this small set of people already um, where Mm -hmm. a lot of them are vision denial through smoke bombs Mm -hmm. or gas or something like that. Um, area zoning through gas bombs or smoke grenades or, or, um, flame grenades or stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there, it doesn't really stray from that too far. You have a few outliers like Jet who focuses a lot on mobility and, and, um, just jumping around the map. You have, uh, Sage with her wall, which is sort of just like basically a smoke bomb that you can't walk through. Um, who else do you have? You have, well, you, of course, you have the one on everyone's minds, Raze, who is a little bit of an outlier in all sorts of uh, aspects. But uh, she did get adjusted today, I think. Um, so hopefully she won't be quite as much of an outlier. But in general, it seems like a lot of the abilities that they wanted to focus on were, and I think they've said it a million times, less useful in terms of like killing people and more useful in terms of mm-hmm. tactical. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... Will they go more heroes with a bunch of different abilities? Maybe. I mean, who who knows? But I think that yeah. we I think we'll see changes to maps, like you said, either rotation or just addition, um, and maybe like changing up the guns a little bit, like adding guns or removing guns or doing something like that. Um, uh-huh. I, I think it would be interesting to see. Um, I personally never followed CS:GO or CS in general, so. What has Counter-Strike really done over the past 25 years or whatever to really keep the game fresh? Uh, I don't I don't know, because uh, <laughs> I'm the same, right? But I think that also, I think that speaks to how good a, uh, a game CSGO actually is. Like, you know, think about things like chess. Yeah. You know, um, chess has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, but you could also say, like, what has chess done to <laughs> keep... 
keep it fresh, right? It's that it's that mastery, right? There's that level of of mastery. You, you it indexes really hard on that. The chess devs have been seriously slacking. White has been OP for over <laughs> ten thousand years, and they have not nerfed it yet. They get to go first. There's no there's yeah, no right. there's no balance yeah. there. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that goes to uh, I think it also speaks to the kind of games that that get developed, um, the ones that have longevity, uh, especially. Like, and we could probably talk about this actually in another dev dive. The idea of like esports um, being <laughs> sports, right? Like dropping the e from esports because take the take the idea of like rugby or soccer or um, you know football or sorry, let me let's, you have football and then North American football. For our international viewers, uh, right? Futebol. Um, like you could ask the same question, like what have they done? Like, yeah, sure, there are certain like certain rule and foul changes and stuff like that, but the core mechanics of the game are the same. You put the whole bowl, in, you put the ball in the hole, right? You know, like it, 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 it's straightforward. So they really index hard on the mastery. Could you imagine trying to have like a seasonal rotation of stuff that goes on in a basketball game? <laughs> This you season, know, like, scoring from the three-point line is not worth eight points, and also you get a free three-throw. Have that again. Hey, hey there, NBN fans. We're going to go through the patch notes on this season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, Every third member of the audience gets one free ping-pong ball to throw at members of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if it's a game by EA, they get to pay for ping-pong ball. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. so, sorry, Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, that's an excellent point. I never really thought about that. The traditional sports have not really done any major, and there there are rule updates, but they're not really making like major changes to how the game is being played. Um, so it's not out of the ordinary to expect that you can actually transition esports into that role as well. Like not having a ever changing game. And I think it's just because we've been playing league for so damn long, 10 years now um, that the, it has to be updated to be fresh idea is really just stuck in my mind. Um, So maybe that, that will change when, when we see more games like, I think, I think with league that is, that's something that's an outlier, right? Like the, the, like you said it needs to be updated to remain fresh to to draw that interest to remain um modern and current um but that's league right uh the intricacies of the game the the way you want to balance it the goals of it you know that that it requires that kind of maintenance um whereas certain games they don't csgo right like king of uh, of tactical fps like for so long and it's because their core game is that solid their core mechanic is that solid um so they have to look at other ways of trying to hear my dog do you have a critic sorry she disagrees uh, yeah she she strongly disagrees don't you yet um but yeah it's just that they have to find different ways to keep it to keep it modern or current or up to date um so i just i i mad respect for anyone who's able to like look if you have if you make a game and it's popular for a year Hell, I'll even nix that. Like, if it's popular for any amount of yeah. time, congratulations! Like that—that is—that is a feat. That is something. That is something that you've accomplished that multiple people never have or never will. So, uh, I would never throw like shade at 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 a at a game developer or a studio that brings out a, a hit game, even if it does eventually go to the background. I for for me, I think that um, that's a real 
what do you call it? Possibility. I think everyone at Riot or on the league team was like, yeah, it's a possibility. We understand. Like they're not so they're not so arrogant to think like League of Legends will be the the most prevalent game ever. They're going to do everything they can to keep it up there, right? They're not going to slack off. They're not just be like, oh well, entropy, right? Um, and I think they're going to put a lot of time and dedication into it. But there is that there is that background thought of like, hey, you know, times change. Um, tastes change we're going to do everything we can to to change with the times but you know nothing is is certain you know baseball used to be the number one like that used to be the american sport i mean it's still around yeah it's still around but you know i think uh, football has has definitely surpassed it in terms of you know so it's it's that idea of of keeping that keeping that drive there is going to be really important and it's definitely a testament to how well riot has done to maintain their keeping the game fresh and keeping it, it playable. And, and it, there's obviously a lot of critics um, towards game balance. And there's always going to be people sure. who are upset about game balance for every single game ever. Um, that's just yeah. how game balance is. But generally speaking, League of Legends has been one of the top played games of all times for the past 10 years, which is incredible. I don't think any other company has really, other than maybe Valve, has really achieved any sort of level of success like that. Um, and it's like the people who are working on league are obviously ridiculously passionate, ridiculously hardworking to keep it at that level. Um, and it's going to be super interesting to see how they can transition that into putting the same level of work and passion into other games like Valorant or legends or Terra or unannounced project number 32 with Blitzcrank or whatever it's called. Um, and that's why everyone's been waiting so, so long for Riot to make more games, and now they're finally doing it, and they look pretty good um, so far. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, I would say, yeah. <laughs> that's the hope, right? Um, oof, we talked a lot about that. Did we, did we miss anything? <laughs> Was there anything more that we wanted to talk about for Valorant? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what people think of it. You know, when it goes full, like it's closed beta currently, but when it yeah. goes full open beta, I'm I'm really I do want to say though, don't be dicks. Like, I'm just so surprised at how often that that happens. Like, I, I'll probably get targeted for it, but God, I hate it whenever I log into a game and someone's just automatically a, an asshole. Like, I I it really throws me off, and I I understand. Like, I try to take that approach of like you know they, they're they're probably they're that way for a reason um but the other part of me is like man you just i just want to enjoy this game you enjoy this game you enjoy playing this game you enjoy playing it with other people because if you didn't have other people you wouldn't play this game right like weird circular logic i'm just like man like why why don't be an asshole man people are just people just want to play the game people just want to enjoy it you know uh it uh, try to try to lean into that altruistic uh, community center of our our brain uh, as humans. It's like if someone comes in and has an awful experience, it really it really does color that ex- like anything associated with that for for a while. Like yeah. you, there is that idea of like, oh well, I'm just I don't. There's no consequence to what I'm doing. I'm like, well, sure. There's like there's no immediate consequence to you telling someone to kill themselves and, you know, bashing them for their play and whatever, but like that there's no consequence right then and there 
but over time that could have very damaging effects not only on the person that you're telling it to but the community the the like do you remember for a while league was just like everyone's like don't play league it's toxic as, as hell like why would i ever play that game like everyone's fucking you yeah. know that sentiment right? that sentiment still echoes throughout the internet lingers yeah. yeah yeah and that's that's definitely like one of the legacies of of online gaming in general and league specifically mm-hmm. um yeah. toxicity and i think that it's improved i think that it would be silly to say that if you go back sure. 10 years and you look at what was <laughs> being done it's definitely yeah. gotten better but it's it's going to be hard to get rid of it especially and for mm. games that um and i'll let you finish right after this i just want to say for games that have such a high level of um devotion and attention and uh engagement it is so much easier to be upset and to share that upsetness with the rest of your team or the the enemy team um in a game like that than it is for a game like uh without without as much engagement i'm not gonna name names to really <laughs> to really uh make anyone's game sure. sound less less important sure. but um yeah. yeah it's it's when it emotions run ridiculously high in a game like league and valorant and mm-hmm. um other high-paced online video games just because it's it's so engaging that when mm-hmm. you do have a bad experience it reverberates off of you and you want to like spread that i don't think anyone has played a game like league the nicest 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 people i've ever met have played league and have had a bad time and they they don't necessarily spread it to people through public channels but they will get frustrated and they'll have a bad night and they'll log off mm-hmm. angry and then the next day they come back mm-hmm. they're fine but yeah I, it's very hard not to get affected by that one way or the other um and it's sort of like a negative reinforcement cycle like the more that it happens mm-hmm. in the community the more that it happens because it's just, it gets bottled up and bottled up and it just spreads. Um, but it is, it is encouraging that it hasn't, it's gotten better, not worse, which is nice. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing too. I think a lot of people here, like it's whenever people like, don't be toxic. They think they, well, this is an assumption of mine. Um, it's like, Oh, well, like you're telling me not to get mad. Are you telling me not to, you know, be frustrated or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. Like you could be frustrated. Like you said, passionate, right? Like, like these games draw a lot of passion out of people. Uh, and that's awesome. That's, that's great. You being passionate about wanting to do well, want to be competitive, want to, want to drive and want to strive for greatness. That's great. That's motivation. And that's, that's something that we would never want to lose. You lose that, you start losing what makes that a competition, what, what makes it um, unique in, in the realm of games. And, but what we're saying is there's a big difference between disappointed and berating somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for doing something that you don't agree with, right? Like it, it, there, there is, I would not even say there's a fine line. There's a very distinct line between being frustrated and being toxic. Um, being frustrated, that's okay. Being angry or upset, that's okay. Being toxic, something completely different. It's a whole another level. That's not okay. That's that's um that's a that's a great failing on on not only uh on of, like of yourself, but um 
but but what you spread around i'm trying to think yeah. of but like that community yeah. you know like it, it doesn't just affect you it, it affects everyone around you and i think it's easy to easy to look at aspects of online gaming and see like and it's not going to be like the primary cause because i don't think there's a primary cause for any of it mm-hmm. um but looking at culture in terms of um content creation right now mm-hmm. you can definitely look at that and see that it's playing a, a, a role in this sort of toxicity when you look at a lot of the very famous streamers for league of legends or for valorant or whatever games where they they have this sort of mindset where if somebody's playing badly it's because they're not as good at the game as they are or they're uh, intentionally trolling or they're just dumb or stupid or something like that and mm-hmm. a lot of the times they they don't share it in the game themselves like they're not telling them to their face but they share it with their viewers and that's like it's not directly affecting the person because they don't actually hear it but when you're sharing that sentiment with your viewers and then they all start echoing that sentiment because everyone wants to be like the twitch streamer um <laughs> it they don't have the the viewers don't have people watching them to share it with so they end up sharing it with the people in the games they're with so every single twitch streamer that goes out and says oh my god this guy's garbage trash who shouldn't be playing league of legends he should have just gotten out and jumped off a bus this morning but he doesn't say it in the game there's a hundred thousand people watching them that are putting that into into the game chat because they don't have anyone to share it with they they want to share it with somebody because yeah. they're upset and they're they're toxic and they're mad but they don't have the the echo chamber of their communities to share it with so it's really disappointing to see a lot of the top content creators be these people who who regularly not just one off times regularly have that attitude towards something that they obviously have great passion for and have spent a lot of time and a, hundreds of thousands of hours um studying playing and and making content for um and then they're just so incredibly negative and so incredibly angry all of the time about it and it just it's it's like i said earlier it's just like a cycle it, they they share that and then it, it gives them positive reinforcement because obviously they're very successful they're making millions of dollars they're uh influencing hundreds of thousands of people so why would you stop doing that like why what is the incentive to not be that person there is none mm-hmm. and that's that's my theory at least on like why we see a lot more of that on the content sphere these days because i feel like back in the day you never really saw that sort of angle for at least league content there wasn't really a lot of negativity out there but i feel like recently over the past few years we've seen a lot more of that sorry <laughs> Did, i i don't i might have totally um <laughs> off rail to your, no, your topics but that's definitely no, no, something that's, that I, no, I think it's a fair point i i mean i don't agree with with all of it right like uh but that i don't think that you're I don't think that you're wrong. You know what I mean? Um, I think that like one of those things people say, you'll hear, you hear boomers, sorry, you'll hear old <laughs> people or generational people say like, man, the world's so much more fucked up now than it was 50 years ago. And I'm like, ah, no, I'm pretty sure the world was as fucked up as it was <laughs> now. Like, I, I don't think that has changed people, humanity in general is pretty, a pretty fucked up group of, beings um i think the difference is just you're aware of it now 
<laughs> like, you know, there are horrific, horrific stories of people doing things in communities that rival the things that happen today. But guess what? You didn't hear about it because it was just the local news back then. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you know, worldwide. Everyone can see it. Um, so I think that that is all like my my contribution to that is like, I think that the interconnected it, the interconnectedness of content creation now, yeah. it's starting to end the way, you know, like YouTube algorithms and like thing like uh, uh, information, the way it's kind of fed towards you and stuff like that. I think it's really important for people to remember that 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 is the way our systems are set up currently they want it it wants you to be engaged so it thinks oh you're engaging in this content so i will give you more of this content whether it's intentional or unintentional i think that it's important to remember like hey take a step back go try to find something that you don't agree with right like go find an article that like a good article don't go and just like find the first one from a fucking karen and be like ah it's stupid right so my like actually put the same amount of time and effort that you would put in to try to prove your own point, disprove it, right? Go out there and find that good information. Um, because if your logic and your argument is good and solid, then it'll hold up. And then if it doesn't, then maybe you have something to think about. And there, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I really love that point that you made um, where everything being more interconnected has, has definitely contributed to pe- more people being aware of like what's going on. Um, cause mm-hmm. I, I didn't really think about that maybe five, 10 years ago. Um, it, I'll, I'll make a statement and you can tell me if this is in line with what you think. Um, okay. do you think there today that today, um, the people who are successful and popular, um, in League of legends or in content creation, um, are popular for more people than they were five years ago. Like, like to reiterate that what I'm trying to say, cause it's all over the place. Um, <laughs> I feel like there was more pockets of content creators doing different things and having their own individual fandoms doing those different things mm. uh-huh. before than there is now. Like not everyone knew this oh, YouTuber sure. in that field, but they were popular in their own right. And now I feel like every, everybody knows who I will dominate is everyone knows who LS is. Everyone knows who, um, uh, who Tyler one is. Um, I don't mm-hmm. feel like there's those individualized communities anymore. I feel like everyone has like, they, they just have a piece in, of everything now. Oh, I got you. No, I, I can agree with that statement. I think that, um, I think that's also just kind of how markets develop, how, uh, communities develop, you know, like you're going to have, um, you know, people who started years ago doing this, you know, little like, oh, this is just my project that I do. And the more that they do it, and the more people watch, the more they're able to support themselves, the more they do it, the more, you know, like it, it grows. Well, eventually you're going to get hit a point where it makes sense to, hey, I'm going to collaborate with this person over here who has the same level of notoriety and I dig what they're doing. So you start getting these cross, the contamination's not right, but cross-promotional, there you go, I, I'll, I'll get there, that cross-promotional kind of um, collaboration that then starts, you know, oh, well, I know I've never watched I Will Dominate, but he was on this stream over here that I do watch. And that was kind of a cool thing. Well, now I have something else whenever my stream isn't on that I can go check out. It's kind of like having like TV channels, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, there was like three TV channels. <laughs> you know, and you know, like, and you would watch the, but the choices continue to grow and continue to grow. Um, I think that's what makes it so difficult for, if, if you're a content creator and you're watching this or listening to this, um, 
it's it's going to be a slog. It's going to be hard. You got to put in the work because the people who are big now, like there are a couple cases, maybe they had a fan or fan base or a following or some help or definitely had some help, but they still had to put in the work uh, and that didn't pay off for years. Right. Like you have to, you have to really know and understand the market and who you're, who you're creating for. Um, so don't, don't be fooled by the, Oh, well they just make silly videos or they do that. No, it, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot yeah. of, it's a lot of hard work. Um, but yeah, but no, I agree with the original statement that I think it started off as little pockets. And then nowadays, since, since there are, have been more pockets developed that it's just, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to go anywhere without bumping into somebody that you may know or want to collaborate with. And then that, you know, that propagates more than that propagates more like fucking Ninja. Look at Ninja. Yeah. Right. He had one game with Drake. <laughs> Right. Not saying that he wasn't successful in his own right. Like he was, he was, he was massively successful. And then he got someone in that had a bigger market share, a a, a different, a different viewership. And that just, right. Like took it to a whole nother level. It's the same idea. You know, for instance, if we, if we, you know, are doing dev dive and then we slowly build it up to where, Hey, you know what? Like, let's, let's talk to this podcast over here, this group of people over here that have a different viewership or a different, um a different uh audience and then you know through that collaboration we get a little bigger well yeah then we're able to reach more people which then bigger collaboration opportunities and so on and so forth but it just mm-hmm. takes time you can't just do it overnight yeah and and i think um coming back a little bit to where we were talking about how things are more inter- interconnected now um it's very easy to see it might not be the cause it might be more of a symptom than a cause, but mm. the sort of Reddit idea where every all the content, all the best content from all over the internet is yeah. aggregated in one place, and that is mm. it. You are not if it's not yeah. on Reddit, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> the mindset that some people have. Um, yeah, and that's I think that's why we have a lot more cross cross promotion these days mm. than maybe what we had five, 10 years ago. Reddit's always been a very big Mass. site, but now it is the third most popular site on the whole internet or all, on the whole English speaking internet, at least. Mm. Um, and and the it's, days of dig. Yeah. And it drives, Man. it drives a <laughs> lot of traffic. Um, personally, I'm involved mm-hmm. with Reddit quite a bit. Um, one of the subreddits that I'm involved with, we drive, I think over 250 million unique hits every month or something similar to that, um, which is, ridiculous and and tangenting off that um the percentage of people who use reddit as a user in terms of their making content or commenting on content is so fractional it is less than one percent to the people who are just viewing reddit as a they call it lurking yeah you're not you're not contributing anything you're just using it to to receive information um, I'm a lurker. Yeah. <laughs> there's, 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 I mean, you are in the very, 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 very massive majority. Of it. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's definitely interesting because it is literally the definition of a vocal minority where you have such a small, 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 small percentage of the entire audience dictating the entire conversation because mm-hmm. your opinion never gets shared by you. You you don't you don't share your opinion, so it's not there. If you have a different opinion for somebody, 
and we can go on for hours. It's not the topic for this podcast. We can go on for hours <laughs> on why. Put that put that down as as a as a yeah. note for another one. <laughs> we can go for um, for hours on how the voting system encourages echo chambers and how subreddits themselves encourage echo chambers. That's that's. I mean, everyone's talked about that for years and years and years. Uh, not, <laughs> not worth going over now, but rehashing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just real quickly. I'll make the blanket statement TLDR. And then we can move on to whatever we have next. Uh-oh, we lost your cam again. <laughs> um, and then I think that, uh, we're probably close to wrapping up. I think we don't have much else, much less or much else to talk Sorry. about. Um, My laptop likes to close Discord for some reason. Yes, I would, I would <laughs> like to close Discord too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, Reddit, the TLDR is Reddit and... Uh, websites like reddit have driven so much traffic that they are starting to be the only ways to really drive traffic to in any meaningful way to newer content creators and to content creators in general so that's why you see a lot more of the same ideas showing up or the same um mental uh mental processes mental thoughts um, mm-hmm. the same personalities uh, being popular because if if the majority of people find it popular, then it will be the only opinion or the only state of mind on on the platform, just because of how it works. Um, that was a lot of talking about Reddit. Did you have anything to add? <laughs> no, I just that I I think that's a very good point, Ben. I agree with you. All right. Um, do we have anything else on the list? I think we covered most of our topics. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about that wasn't on the list? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, there is that thing about, like, uh, you know, accountability buddies. What, what, like, you know, I don't know if we want to share what projects we're working on. Oh, uh, uh, I can talk. Like, I, I just do. Uh, I got you. I was like, I just do hobby stuff and then weightlifting. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, okay. I need, okay. To, let, I need let, to lose let's... weight and paint better. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you do, like, Warhammer stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Someday we'll have to take a picture of your office um, and post it to, to Twitter or something. Oh, sure. Because uh, I went over to Larry's house a couple of months ago, and he has an amazing office. He and Vivi both have like a ton of figure collections. They have great display cases, like of action. Uh, I guess action figures, not the figurines. What's the what's yeah, the correct can, you, term? You can call it figures. Yeah, yeah. Figures. Um, I never really yeah, yeah. went into that sort of thing, so I I, I never really had the. Um, <laughs> what she's saying time to go i never had the um exposure to that my brother did a little bit but i never never too much so seeing um somebody who has like a great passion for it and and collecting like that it was like it was pretty cool to see like all of the different things that you've collected from and seeing all those figures so we'll try to find a picture of that eventually and post that yeah 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 bb has a much more impressive figure collection than i do but that's what she she focuses on figures i have like little odds and ends like i got a what like a game boy like brick that i i uh, i bought recently because that's one of the first consoles i ever really actually had um uh, i have like my Yu-Gi-Oh, like three of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards like when i played Yu-Gi-Oh in high school uh middle school whatever um uh, i have a pokemon card uh yeah you gotta save you know you can save that like little things like that most of the stuff is just things to remind me of my childhood and things that made me happy Actually, one of them is actually, I call it my wall of happy. 
I have um I actually have a, a binder full of not here back in North Carolina. Um, I have a binder full of Pokemon cards, um, and they weren't mine. Yeah. They were my older brother's, okay. and he just sort of like ah. he didn't care about them anymore. Indeed. So I was yeah absorbed them. Just, yeah, let's do it. Let's do um, it. Yeah. I never played Pokemon really as uh, not not the game. I played a lot of Pokemon the game. I never played Pokemon the, tra- <laughs> the trading card game, but I had a lot of cards. Um, yeah. Other than that, hobbies that I've been working on. Honestly, haven't found a lot of time to do stuff outside gaming and outside my work. Um, I've been biking a little bit, but not so much right now. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to get back into the longboarding, but honestly, LA is not a great longboarding city from what I've seen, at least my area. Um, I could, yeah, I think you have to, yeah, you're going to have to hit the right areas. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Cool. Well, what are your like? What what are your what are your goals with with the weight loss? Like, you want to get swole, right? Let's do some <laughs> let's do some fucking push ups and stuff. Come on, bra, um, bra. I guess my Dude, goal. Bruh. I've always been incredibly skinny, like a very 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 skinny person. Um, I recently hit my highest weight ever of one fifty five, and it's mostly muscle. Um, so I was really happy about that. Um, I don't Tell know where I'm at now. Drink a milkshake. <laughs> just drink a milkshake after every meal. You'll fucking pack on the pounds. I guarantee it. <laughs> Um, I, I can't, I don't, I can't say I have a specific goal in terms of like what I want to be when I work out. I just, I just Uh like, I don't know. I'm a person who has, has, um, a lot of struggles with staying energized and and Mm. I like a lot, I can sleep a lot and I can just not do anything for a lot of the time. I really Same. wanted to, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see if, if working out would like help with that, and it kind of did. But I still um, have, I still sleep a lot. Um, I have no idea okay, if that's okay. like a health thing or if it's just like how <laughs> how I work. Who knows? Yeah, um, that you never know. It's yeah, right. you don't know until Nothing you try. Wrong. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to to figure. I, I started looking up body weight uh, exercises so that I can just do some at home, um, and then. I'm working on the miniature stuff. I'm trying to get better at painting. I got a whole bunch of sculpting material so I can start doing basing uh, for those miniatures. Um, yeah, trying to write more, do D&D stuff. But uh, I'm trying to think of what I can what I can commit to to the next. Uh, you know what? I'm you know what I'm going to commit to? I'm gonna, I'm going to have it and I'm going to show it off. I'm going to have uh, one of the miniatures that I'm painting right now. I'll have it done and completed by our next dev dive. Uh, How about that? Show, we'll show it on the video. We'll That's show a... it off. Yeah. That's a uh, incentive to come to the live or watch the YouTube. I guess I'll be uploading this to YouTube as well. Um, watch the video <laughs> version of this podcast. I know a lot of people just like listening to the podcast, and that's like primarily how most people do podcasts. But hey, the visual aspect is pretty cool. This is the first time I never yeah. really said this. This is the first time we have Larry on camera now. Um, and yeah, hopefully and now you can come. see why I didn't do cameras <laughs> really for the um, most part. I'm very excited about that. I hope we can get, if we do get guests on in the future, I hope we can get them on camera as well. I know it's going to be a tougher sell for that. Than, yeah, yeah, maybe. But that's something that I'm excited about. So um, other than that, I think we're about ready to wrap up. It's been about an hour and 10 minutes, so a little shorter than our normal episodes, but we didn't want this to be too long just because it's a, um, a getting back into it sort of thing. Stretching back our podcasting swing. muscles. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything you wanted to to reiterate before we do our closing segments? Oh man, nah, just uh, have be safe, have fun, make good choices. <laughs> yeah, 
be safe, especially right now. It's a, a very hard time. We're very privileged to be part of the people who are still able to work during this time. Um, so we, yeah. we don't haven't had to struggle with um, trying to get unemployment or trying to get a different job. So I'm very thankful yep. for that. Uh, if you are struggling with that, um, more power to you. I know it's it's rough right now. Um, hopefully the unemployment and the stimulus check has helped you. Um, and I really hope I, I my thought my heart's goes out to all the people who are working right now in like grocery stores and and people yeah. who can't really take time off or can't get sick because they need that income. So keep trucking, yeah. guys. Yeah. It's yeah. it's hard. I've been there. I used to work retail. I used to work um, some pretty crappy jobs. So I think everyone everyone knows what you're going through, and they know that it's super difficult. Don't let it don't let it get to yeah. you. Hopefully, we'll get through this soon. Let's hope, um, our, let's hope our government comes up with some better solutions than just yeah. what they've come up with so far. Yeah. Um, other than that, look forward to more episodes of Dev Dive coming up. Sure, um, right there. <laughs> hopefully, we'll see, hopefully we'll see yeah, some future episodes. I think something... I don't know if we'll be able to do the weekly cadence. Um, of, I'm just going to... Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to do the weekly cadence of um, having a podcast every week just because of how me and Larry's schedules coincide. Um, it's something that we'd like to do. We haven't ruled it out yet, but we'll just to see like what happens. I think the minimum of what we do is like maybe once every two weeks. So keep an eye out for that. Um, we'll be trying to look for um, guests to come on. We haven't lined up anyone yet, but I have some ideas in the background. Um, and it might actually be more possible now that everyone's sort of like working from home, they might have a more free time to come on a show like this. So if you have anyone that you want to see on the podcast, tweet us at, at dev dive podcast, or join the discord at discord.gg slash nighthawk and let us know. Cause we'd uh, love to have some people on. Um, other than that, follow, uh, follow Larry on Twitter at riot legend. Larry, he posts a lot of cool stuff. Um, I know he posts. You're still doing the um, the uh, champion like bio stuff, right? Yeah, today. I, I haven't I haven't posted one in a while. I'm still trying to get back into the swing of it, but yep. That okay. I, I I will randomly tweet out fun facts, fun lore facts about uh, League of Legends. Yeah. Um, other than that, just keep looking for dev dev stuff if you enjoy it. Um, we'll be making some improvements to the format. Um, hopefully, we get a little bit better at. Um, communicating and, and, and making the podcast good. Um, please bear with us for, for the first few episodes. It's going to be hard yeah. getting the energy and the time and the, the know-with-all to really drive these episodes. So other than that, I've been rambling forever. Have a great day, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed the show, and it's good to be back. Yeah, bye! <laughs> bye! All right.